0: Connecting changes everything. AT and T. Welcome. You are now Now listening to the professional professional. homegirl.
1: Name from the phd podcast the only place where you would hear interviews from black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics now if you hear someone that sounds familiar mind the business that pays you child if you like the phd podcast please rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts. please five star reviews only hold me down don't hold me up merch is now available on the site as well as my book list so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below you can connect with the kid on Instagram at The Professional Home Girl and at the PHG Podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PHG Podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PHG Podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PHG Podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. So, I am super excited to speak with my guest today. The last time we spoke was in October of last year, which seems like forever. (laughs) (laughs) Our first conversation on her journey with becoming a sister. Now, our conversation will be very different because she is no longer a sister. So, before we start, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good, thank you. And you?
1: All is well. All is cute. I can't complain. Nice. I was like... She over there with two jobs. She got an <laughs> iPhone. I, I say she is getting to the bag. She not playing
2: no games. <laughs> <laughs> no games. I'm How all about it. How has
1: everything been?
2: Mm-hmm. The things are good. Um, Yeah, like you said, I got two jobs. So I like a joke. I say I have a job and a half because one is my full-time job. I'm working uh, at a shelter for minors and then my like half job i guess is an internship it's part-time and it's with uh like a environmental sort of uh organization
1: Mm. i remember when you were a sister that it was like non-stop for you so are you able to rest a little bit more now yeah despite despite having two jobs
2: Yeah, well, it's hard because it's hard to say because I feel like it's still nonstop. But Mm -hmm. in the end, it feels like it's nonstop, but at my pace. And so I figure out how to set my day so that I can insert time for myself. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't always happen. Life is Mm -hmm. life. But it's still it's like it's busy in the way that I've chosen for it to be busy. Mm
1: now do you remember the first day when you started to play with the idea of leaving
2: um actually I would say it was right around when you invited me to do the first episode and I was like um I don't know if this complicates things <laughs>
1: oh I thought around that time because when she came on when she came on we did the first conversation I already knew that she was in the, I thought she was in the process of leaving so I didn't know that
2: you were thinking about it oh no no yeah actually you're right now that so with the timeline because it was October you said Mm
1: -hmm. so
2: yeah I had just probably like a couple weeks before that had just left Mm -hmm. and so when you I think it was when you invited me which I don't remember when that was like August maybe yeah because I was
1: I was on her y'all I was like come on now come on (laughs) I said I promise I ain't gonna tell nobody please
2: (laughs) yeah so I think that's when so it was August that I was like really seriously considering and thinking like okay I'm pretty sure I'm gonna leave and you invited me to do it and I was like all right but then I was like I don't know (laughs) yeah you was a little nervous
1: which I can completely understand
2: yeah so what made you want to leave Well, I don't know that there was anything like it wasn't like something made me want to leave or that I stopped enjoying religious life. I think it was just that I had, I had been like we were talking about, I've been so busy. And Mm -hmm. before the pandemic, so when I first entered after formation and everything, I was teaching for a while, so I was busy you know, at school and then even after school, sometimes we'd have events and on the weekends. And and then even after teaching and I was traveling, it was, again, it was just so busy and I always had a reason to not be present for like community things. So it was like, Oh, well, I just got home today. I was traveling all day. And so I'm not going to make it for prayers or, you know what I leave on this day and it's just too complicated. So I'm not going to make it for mass. And then when the pandemic hit and like everything kind of stopped for a few months and then you know before we figured out how to be busy again but online (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, right I I, in that slower pace was like I didn't have any excuses anymore I didn't say I couldn't say like oh I have this event or oh I'm going to be traveling and but I realized I didn't actually want to go for community prayers I didn't want to go for Mass every day and I was like well I think I should should pay attention to that (laughs) Uh. you know what is that and um and knowing and realizing that it had been kind of that way all along and I was just making excuses and using my work and my busyness for saying oh I can't make it Uh. and yeah so it's just like I had to be honest with myself and then try to answer some questions for myself
1: I'm just curious yeah. Cause this just came into my thought process you are very popular in the religious lifestyle mm-hmm. do you think that the reason why you were so busy is because you were popular
2: um I don't I don't know because I didn't start out popular actually I think that sort of it was it, it was during the pandemic when that popularity started to rise because I had more time. And so I was like, well, I'm gonna do things online. I'm gonna do things on social media. And and I started speaking up more about Black Lives Matter. And uh-huh. so people were like, oh well, this is a sister and she's young and she's a woman of color. And so it was like all these things that normally you don't find in a person. <laughs> you don't find uh-huh. like a young nun or you don't find like a young nun who's a person of color. And so it was like wow, this a is wolf. different. Yeah, what does she have to say? What's she gonna tell us? And right, yeah, so they got got hair like me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I think that that's when the popularity started to rise. But and it was in the middle of that too that I was like, I was busy with things that mattered to me, and then also trying to answer some questions for myself. And it was like just a lot of real world things happening, and then a lot of internal world things happening. Mm.
1: So what were some of the feelings you were experienced during this
2: transition? Um, like transitioning from from religious life to where I am now or like the mm. thought of should I leave? Both. Uh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um I think so in the thought process of should I leave? and why why am I here in the first place um it was really hard to be that honest with myself because I Uh in realizing that I didn't actually want to go for mass or or for community prayers I was like am I a bad person am I a bad sister should should I've never done this you know and Uh but then realizing that I I entered community with the best of intentions even if I didn't realize that a lot of those intentions rose from my own fears, my own personal fears of like, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it on my own. Or I don't think that I could be successful in a relationship because many of the relationships I've seen fall apart. And and I just couldn't handle it. And, you know, and so it was like, all those fears made me think, well, then maybe this lifestyle is for me and God is calling me to this because I could manage that. I could, you know, be success not successful in terms of like, you know make a lot of money or have all sorts of things but successful is in like i could live a good and wholesome life in uh-huh. in that way because i don't think i could support myself or have a relationship and then later on as as i'm questioning myself i'm like those those thoughts came from fear <laughs> and that's uh-huh. not i can't stay here now that i know that and so then that too was a little bit scary because it was like, well, now my whole world is going to be turned upside down. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then it did, but it's now is like I'm getting to build a life that I I would have chosen if I wasn't so afraid. Uh-huh. And and even though it's not easy, it it is a challenge as people who are working to support themselves now. It's hard to pay for all the things we got to pay for, you know? Tell me about it. Yeah, everything is expensive. <laughs> I'm tired of spending my money. <laughs> right. I know. I'm like, you want how much for a phone? All right. I'm going to do is talk to people and text. Okay. <laughs> and i know you got the latest phone
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i know you paid a pretty, a pretty penny
2: <laughs> i sure did and i was like i mean good thing there are payment plans for these kinds of things but
1: right it's expensive it
2: is and at the same time i'm like why do i want a payment plan for a phone like i, <laughs> it's
1: just... I feel like you should have got a discount
2: though <laughs> yeah well one of my friends was like just tell them like when i was getting my my car she's like tell me you're a nun tell me you were a nun because the other thing yeah! is that I was in the convent for so long I had no credit I had nothing to say like <laughs> don't charge me 20% interest rate because it's not like I can't pay bills I just never had to <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you was out there doing the lowest work. <laughs> right, yeah,
2: but I I was like, I don't know, it's complicated. So I would just tell people like, well, I was working for a nonprofit because whenever I did tell people I was a nun, they were like, um, all right. And sometimes they knew what really? I was talking about, and other times they were like, and actually, when I applied for the first apartment, I applied for, I did. I was like, I was a nun, and so I have no credit because I didn't have to pay for anything. And he was like all about it. He's like, you know what? I'm just gonna tell management my girl was a nun, and so she. <laughs> I know you got to prove for that. Part yeah. Yeah, I did, but then, and then actually, I didn't even take it. But <laughs> I, found... I started doing that. Like
1: yeah. I was a nun. That is the reason why I was not able to work during these years.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. It's just this like two, two such different worlds that sometimes people understand it and other times people don't they, they're like I, I don't know what that has to do with me but this is your interest rate <laughs> right <laughs> like darn it <laughs> that's tell you you, and god, you got nothing to do with me sister
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god I feel like every time we go on the phone we just giggling it. <laughs> it's just so strange how do you turn a nun or a priest or somebody down like <laughs> <laughs> right, <I
2: know. laughs> that's true right but, and that's another thing too is like I you know as you say that I realized that I was kind of, I was living a pretty privileged life because it was mm-hmm. like oh well you're a nun and you're so even you're know, going back to social media people when I even when I was outspoken like for the most part people weren't I didn't get a lot of backlash because it was like, well, you know, you're a nun. So people were really respectful and, or even if they disagreed with me, they were still very kind, like, well, you know what, sister, I don't really agree with that, but thank you for sharing.
1: <laughs> I told you they trying to go to hell, sister. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. So now I'm like, hmm, what's it going to be like when I'm outspoken and I'm not a nun? It's going to be, I think, mm. maybe a little different. Mm. Mm-hmm. that's a good question yeah. yeah I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be like but I'm curious about it you know
1: yeah me too or even like I'm just thinking about like you being around certain people or like social uh environments like I wonder how that's gonna be for you
2: hmm yeah and I get a, a little glimpse of it because now that I am at a Job and I'm just I'm not on a pedestal and I'm just another another employee making some friends and and I've been sharing my story but not like you know I don't just start out meeting people like well I was a nun I left (laughs) yeah because you want to make friends you don't want to (laughs) scare people yeah it doesn't work the same when you're trying to get an apartment you try to make friends so. Yeah, but like, we'll you know, I get to talk with people and and they get to know me, and I'm just, I'm just like them, you know, and I ha- like to have a good time, like to chat, and they're like, "Wait, you were a nun?" <laughs> <And> they're, they're <laughs> they like, told you all their little dirty secrets. <laughs> I know. Maybe
1: you should tell people up front. <laughs> Cause I'd be tight. I have a friend, right? Mm-hmm. She's very religious. Mm-hmm. like she like she waited till she had uh she waited till she got married to have sex like she's mm-hmm. like a woman of faith so around her i do not curse like i'm very <laughs> respectful <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm very respectful around her so like even like, i don't even like to key key too much with her about t- like personal things because mm-hmm. i just know that we don't have the same lifestyle when it comes to same certain things so does that make you uncomfortable when you be around people if, and if they like cursing or like they tell me somebody, somebody want to smoke weed.
2: No, not at all. And actually, one of my like, I I would I kind of feel like he's a little brother to me because he's he's but mm-hmm. him, and we've hung out a couple times, and he'll talk to me about I don't know his own personal issues and just his struggles with like not even wanting to be alive sometimes, or mm. like he's like sometimes I just need to chill out and I got to do some hardcore drugs, and I'm like. All right, you know, but, and I'm not like, cool, have fun, but do talk about it, you know, I'm like, well, what is it about that that helps you to chill out, or what, you know, why do you feel like you would rather not be here, and like, I care about him like a little brother, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to judge him for what he does, but I, you know, like, even for me to understand a little bit better about what he's going through, or sometimes to help him understand a little bit better, Uh so, yeah, no, I, I think, I think what I like is that if, even if people are at first are like, "Wait, you were a nun," <laughs> but <laughs> then it's not like they've just found out that I am still a nun because then otherwise they would be like, "Well, I'm never gonna tell you anything again." But <laughs> <laughs> instead, right. it's like, "Well, all right, well, you were like this religious person, but I've already let my guard down, and you haven't judged me for it, and so all right, and so they just keep sharing, and and yeah. I share too. I'm honest about. Where I was and where I'm at. And yeah, I think honesty is just, I value it. And so I think, I think I help people to see that in our okay. conversations. And then we just keep conversing and keep being honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you think that the Covenant knew that you wanted to leave or
2: were they shocked? Um, I think they, I, well, I think for the most part, they were shocked because because I was doing really well, because I had, you know, I was in my ministry, I was working hard, I was out there traveling and talking with different groups and having a good time. Praise <laughs> Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, getting and getting attention of people who normally don't notice things like the convent or religious life, you know. And so it was like, to them, it looked like everything was great. And it wasn't like things were bad. I just, like I said, once I started being honest with myself, it's like, I can do this, but it's not, um, now I don't feel like I'm doing it honestly, because I didn't right. come with, I, I came with fear. I came with fear being the basis behind moving in this direction. And, and so that's when I was like, you know what, if I stayed, like I would have to stay as a different person. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I... I feel like I need to go because I I feel like I want to know what life I would have built had I not been so afraid, and mm. and here I am now.
1: And I think that's kind of cool, though, because I always feel like I always think it's cool when people can live more than one life in a lifetime.
2: That is, yeah, that's what it feels like. It, yeah, it's right. Fascinating.
1: Yeah, I think it's amazing. I feel like you're getting like a second wind at life.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true, and I I think. In my mind it was like it had to just be this one path and you know, everything was smooth and went, you know, straight and narrow. And now it's like my path is kind of all over the place. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, it means it's because I I was listening to something deeper inside of me and I wasn't just continuing with what I thought I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And now I'm doing what I know I need to be doing. So walk us through the
1: process. Like, what was it like for the parts that you can't tell?
2: Yeah, it's, um, it was like, so because I made final vows, I had a choice to do one of two things. So I could have either left right away, it would have still been like paperwork and would have, uh, has to, all the papers and approval has to go through Rome. Um, because the community I was in was like connected like legally through the church to like the, you know, hierarchy in Rome. And uh-huh. so either I could have said, well, I would like to just leave and then we had done the paperwork. I applied for that and you know, it would have been approved or whatever. Or I could have said, I would like a little extra time to like figure out if this is where I really want. And then in that case, like, let's say I was gone for a few months and was like, you know what, I actually do want to be a sister still and I want to go back. Then I could have just like went right back to that life.
1: Oh, it's like taking a leave from work.
2: Yes. Yeah. So um, that and that process is called exclustration, which sounds super big and scary but yes that's yeah. my
1: next question because why do people think it's scary I'm like what is this
2: <laughs> I know and it's sounds. I told one of my friends that I was going to to do ex he's like it sounds like they're going to take a limb <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I thought, let me ask him what this is because it's a little
2: painful <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah but it really so that and so ex is just like I think the term is meant to say like you're living outside of the cloister, like you're living outside of the context of religious life. Mm. And so um, you still, like I said, you still have, like this connection to community so that if you wanted to go back, you could, and that process could last up to three years. So a sister could oh my say, God. yeah. So it could be a long, like, you know, Let's say she leaves for a year and is like, you know what, I don't think I'm ready to go back, but I don't know that I actually want to leave and could take another year to really like pray about it, continue to experience like regular everyday life. And then again, after that second year could say, you know, I don't think I'm ready to go back, but I don't think I'm I actually want to leave and take another year. And then after that third year, they're like, OK, well, we got to make a choice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she could be out there doing her thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like,
2: hurry,
1: you gotta come back home.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? Or choose not to, but like, you know, you gotta go either way. So um, and then, so let's say then she says, like, I'm going back to community. Then she just would go right back into um, religious life, could pick up a different sort of ministry, live in a different area, you know, whatever. Or go right back to where she was. Um, Or let's say she's like, you know what, I've chosen to leave, then would have to fill out the paperwork to say, okay, this is what I'm applying for now officially. And then again, approved by Rome and the hierarchy. And then, and then that's it.
1: Mm. Mm -hmm. So now that you left, did anything shock you? Or was there something that you weren't, wasn't um, aware of? Because I know you talk about like credit report or credit score, finding new clothes
2: (laughs) yeah I know yeah I was like well I have nothing to wear to work so now I have to go buy clothes um I always liked clothes in the first place so (laughs) that wasn't a problem
1: (laughs) like what are some things like to wear now or was it like I feel like did it feel like you was like rediscovering your body again if that makes
2: sense yeah actually that's a good point because in religious life so as a in the community that I was in we we didn't have to wear the like full habit, but we did have to wear skirts or dresses. Um, we really never wore pants. That was like kind of a rule. You don't wear pants unless you're in some sort of ministry where you have to because of the dress code, or or it's uh-huh. very active or something like that. But otherwise, that was the requirement: skirts or dresses. And I like along the way started putting my own style and my own like personality into the clothes that I was wearing and so I would find my dresses or skirts like at the thrift store or on Etsy and um, I just like I had like this fun little style. I'm telling y'all,
1: she was swaggy. I was like, this is in the most respectful way though, Bob. This is a slip I said, oh, she kind of will lit. I like this energy.
2: (laughs) Well, thanks. It was so funny because sometimes women on Instagram would message me and be like, where did you get that dress? Or how can I find that? You know, and it was like, yes, that's swag so funny.
1: Yeah. Swaggy, <laughs> <praise the Lord. laughs>
2: that's right. So, yeah, but so then I figured I was like, oh, well, then that's just like my style. So when I left, I thought, well, I'll, I'll keep wearing things like that. I like skirts and dresses. And then it turns out like I love wearing pants. <laughs> yeah, especially when you work at two jobs. This is true. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm wearing my sweatpants when I'm doing my internship from home. You better believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, even when I go into work, very rarely will I wear a dress or a skirt and even the ones that I had from the convent, I'm like, well, this doesn't it doesn't just feel like me anymore. It feels like I was trying to be a certain version of me because it fit better in the convent. But it was like, Mm. now I'm looking at what I wear and it really doesn't match any of that. It's I mean, it's not like wild clothing. I'm, I can't wear anything weird at work, anyway. You know, but it's like I. Right. I like wearing pants. I like, I like wearing sweaters and um, fun bun up shirts. Or. Are you wearing jeans? Yeah. So yeah, at work. I can wear jeans or I can wear dress pants. Um. I don't like. I don't like those like. Fancy dress pants. But I okay, do. Okay. I like the like uh, cotton, like those fun little. They look like, I don't know how you would describe them.
1: Like sweatpants?
2: No. Did you ever. I feel like we're maybe around the same age, but did you ever wear Dickies? Those like black cotton. Clothing? Oh, not
1: with the, with the creases in
2: it. Uh, no, they didn't have creases in them, but they were like.
1: Dickies as in D I C K I E I E S.
2: Yeah, and mostly they were. I I, I wore like this...
1: a tan color or something, right?
2: Yeah, but the and I think you could get them with creases, or they you could just get them like plain old.
1: Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking about, but they used to in the South they put like I don't know why, but people from the hood would put like creases in them with huh? Air Force Ones. I'm like,
2: oh, oh alright. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah yeah so it's just like that like I like casual that would be I would say describe myself I also love getting dressed up for like I still like going to mass on Sundays but it was just like mm-hmm. I don't know what it was every day I was like this is too much <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love you so much. You, you're so honest. Because don't get me wrong. When I was young, I used to have to go to church like every Sunday. And I used to be like, girl, like, <laughs> no, it was every Sunday, every Wednesday for Bible study. And it was something else for the week. And I used to be like, girl, like, is God not tired? <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get older. <laughs> especially I can only imagine for you that's why I asked about the about you being so popular because you was doing so much on top of being an advocate of Black Lives Matter so I used to be like how is this girl like sleeping (laughs) I mean when we did the last call you was at the airport about to take off
2: (laughs) yeah yeah this is true (laughs) yeah it was yeah it was it was something else but I and I think I, I was yeah oh, and it's again it's not like I dislike going to church I just wanted it to be not part of my like mundane every life I wanted it to be something set aside that was like special in a way something that I could get ready for and mm-hmm. look forward to and not just like okay well I gotta go again today between like it
1: feel like a job
2: right yeah I'm like okay we're gonna pray and then we're gonna go to mass and then I have to go to work and it was just like it was like another thing on my to do list, and I didn't like that it felt that way to me. And I was like, "There's, I, I can't do like that. I don't know." Mm. So no, I agree. I feel yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. you ain't gotta tell me, sister. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can we still call you sister, or is that um, okay?
2: Can
1: people still call you
2: sister? They so at this point they could technically because I have not decided because you
1: paid your dues.
2: Right and well and I'm still in the process of ex-classration. So it's like mm. I technically am still connected to the community and I could like I could go back but I I went into this pretty much knowing that I'm not going back. But I I chose it because some of my mentors said well you know that's like a maybe you should do that.
1: <laughs> I was like right.
2: All right, but it just seemed like a little bit slower letting go than just being like okay, bye. Um, <laughs> but then, but now I'm like, dang Now I have to say bye like twice. Right,
1: <laughs> bye bye. It's kind of rough. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Oh, so, so at this point, people can still call me sister, but I'm going. I'm just going by my name right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But afterwards, like once I finish with exclaustration and I'm like officially out of religious life, then. They could not call me sister because I technically wouldn't be connected to a religious community anymore.
1: So once you finish with exflagration, mm-hmm. that's just it. Like it's it's a bye and that's it. Like there is no like. Is there like a ceremony or something, or you just out?
2: Um, maybe some communities do a ceremony. Actually, I just saw one of my friends from like religious circles. She just left her community and. I don't think she was in final vows, but they had a little ceremony for her and she posted that um on well, social media. Nice. Yeah, but I don't actually think mine is gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't get that type of energy. Right. Like it was a though. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that's kind of funny because even when I was going into this process and they let the community know that, it was like a single sentence in a memo of like a bunch of other things. And they're like, And Yeah. You know, she is going into exculturation and then, like, continued on with other news. So... so.
1: Did that hurt your feelings? Or did you expect more? Especially for all that you did?
2: Well, I, I don't know, because, because I think they were also holding out hope that, like, I would come back. So mm. maybe they were thinking, like, well, we just let people know. But, like, she'll probably be back or maybe she'll be back or we hope... But mm-hmm. I, so I did my own thing, and I—it's kind of my style. But I sent the letter to all the sisters. <laughs> of course, you did. You're a person of color. Yeah.
1: Following up with that last email. Yeah, I will not be returning. <laughs> yeah.
2: Following up with you that, and and actually, all I'm black people beca- are the
1: same, man. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Y'all yeah. crying. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny because I can see you now. Yeah, picking back off of that last email. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know you saw the memo, so here's my words. <laughs>
1: right, they're like I almost cursing because they stop. Because <laughs> <laughs> <These> people are crazy.
2: <laughs>
1: Did they say anything when you when you uh circle back?
2: uh so not like the one who sent the memo never sent me anything back but actually some of the sisters did and they were like thank you so much for sending that because we didn't know like and I made it clear in my little letter I was like none of you did anything that made me arrive at this decision like I'm not upset with the community I'm not leaving because I'm mad about anything this is just my own personal discernment and like this is what I've realized about myself and you know, this is what I feel like is right for me, and um, but I don't regret any of the time I've been a part of this community. And so, it was just—it was really genuine, and I actually wrote it in like ten minutes. It all just flowed right out, and he it was wasn't that any... off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you already had it written out. Your head. Yeah, I feel like it was like it was inside of me, and I just let it out, and I sent it to everybody, and then. So, the sisters, yeah, a lot of them said, Thank you for that. We didn't know if you were upset or we didn't know, you know, what maybe if something had happened. And mm-hmm. so they, they just said they were happy to hear it in my own words, and my own voice. But and, um, I can only
1: imagine how that causes fear in the other sisters because after I was doing some research for this conversation, mm-hmm. I noticed that when someone leaves the religious lifestyle, you know, people automatically think that that person's not built for it or mm-hmm. that person is making God upset. And mm-hmm. a lot of sisters or nuns don't feel comfortable with speaking out on the reasons why they left. So why mm-hmm. do you think this stigma is connected to it? Because I think that plays a part in it too when you don't give people the space to like express mm-hmm. why they transition out of religious lifestyle.
2: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I never even thought of that, but... You
1: know, I come with the research stuff.
2: Yeah, you do. You are. You... <laughs> you know who's not playing you (laughs) listen okay that's one thing we don't do is
1: play (laughs) but I can just only imagine especially people who were friendly with you Mm -hmm. people that you you know engaged with on the regular and then they just said that people are probably thinking like oh my god like what happened like
2: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and you know as you asked that I'm thinking about one of my friends uh he helped me move into my apartment and he had actually become, like, he entered the priesthood for a little while, and then he left, and so when I was sharing with him my own journey a little bit, he was like, you know what, I just, he actually started to tear up, and he's like, it is so, he's like, thank you for sharing that with me, and he said it just helped him to feel like, you know, he's like, everything is hush-hush, like, when he left, no one was told anything, and he's like, so I just thank you for letting me into this, because it helps... Like, it helps him journey with me more fully, you know? And, and so that's why I decided even to, to post it. I shared it the other day on my social media that I was in this process. Um, because it doesn't have to be scary and it doesn't have to be mysterious. It can just, and, you know, I wonder part of it is how our society is like, looks at failure and, and how they yeah. just like, what they define as failure. So, people might feel like, right. well, you know, she failed because she wasn't good at it or she just couldn't do it or, you know, it was too hard or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I and actually so... got
1: this from the, um, a comment that was in your section. I said, girl, love your business. <laughs> <laughs> but we can keep on because you know what comment I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: girl, yep. Yep. Uh, what's uh, yeah.
1: wrong with um, people now? Mind a business that pays your child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah about the and, things. true it's true and so and i because i don't feel like i failed because i don't feel like this is failure and even if it was failure is not bad yeah. Failure gets you where you're want where you want to be failure gets mm-hmm. you where you're supposed to be and so even if this was i'd be like okay well it worked out in my favor <laughs> right but i still feel like no i i had a great life as a religious, and I'm creating another great life for myself, and and it comes out of a continued discernment. It's not because I couldn't or didn't want to do something. It was because I was called to do something different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, doesn't scare me.
1: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let them know, sister. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, she is handling these comments so classy. <laughs>
2: What you do for others, because I would have been like, "Girl, my business. Jesus Christ!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got, I got so are many. Bold. Yes, I got a lot of beautiful, positive. Almost every single comment, comment I think, except for that one.
1: Yeah, people were like, "That one."
2: Yeah, everyone was like, "I support you. Thank you for sharing. I'm so proud of you. Way to go! Like, you know, I'll be praying for you. Mm-hmm. you we got you. Like, all and then." <laughs> <laughs> there's that one <laughs> yeah that's but
1: you like, know what yeah if, I be, if i'm playing devil's advocate i can see probably why she asked that because nobody really speaks up about this mm-hmm. especially the way you look like i like i said i think another reason why people gravitate towards you because like i never seen a black sister
2: before
1: mm-hmm. only on the movie sister act or mm-hmm. just doing my research for the first conversation we had so maybe that's the reason why she wanted to ask was she black though?
2: I can't remember. I don't think, I she was black. I don't think so. <laughs> so, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you never know. But yeah. that's it, reminds me actually. So, it wasn't in my comments, but recently I got a message from a brother, and I, I think he's, I think he's uh, maybe from an African country, but he was mm. saying. He's like, "Well, you know, what about all the women who were inspired because of you like to become sisters? and And I was like, "I'm not sure, but I'm and and I was also telling this to with, with one talking with one of my friends about this, like, I am not religious life. <laughs> mm-hmm. i I don't define religious life. I was just sharing a little bit of my my journey in religious life. like anybody that was best for you. Right. Yeah, and that's the other side of things is that I cannot live my life based on what other people need from me. Mm-hmm. Because then I will be living a life where I'm trying to satisfy the whole world. That's and, a lot. And that's not going to work. <laughs> that doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. No one can satisfy the whole world and really can't even sa- satisfy one other person completely because we're human beings. So mm-hmm. I'm going to live the life that is the most true to me. And it's going to inspire who it's going to inspire. So maybe there are going to be people out there. Who are in situations where like. You know it's not a terrible place for me to be. But it's not really feeling like the right place. But everyone expects me to be here. Mm -hmm. And they're going to maybe see my story. And be like you know what. If she could do it. Maybe I could do it. Yeah I agree. So you never know.
1: Were you able to connect with other sisters that left?
2: Uh. Yeah, I've connected with so um I know you said you're a friend. Yeah, yep, one of my best friends and then I have not yeah, one of my friends that I saw recently who left and I haven't reached out to her yet, but I I plan on talking with her. And then I just heard like it's funny cuz I keep now hearing I'm like, "Oh, just hearing about other sisters who left." And so but again, there's this weird stigma of like don't talk about it but
1: uh-huh.
2: it's happening and it's not yeah. a terrible thing it just is what it is <laughs>
1: uh-huh. yeah if so, you wanted to could you go back
2: Um. yeah I could even so let's say I go through ex claustration and then I say okay I'm leaving I sign all my papers I leave if after some amount of time I'm like you know what that was meant for me <laughs> and yeah, I want right. to go back I totally could
1: <laughs> I'm just curious we, we almost finished this about I'm yeah. just curious because we talked about in the last conversation how um religion is very whitewashed right mm-hmm. is there any like covenants or orders that's like all black or like all people of color
2: there are actually there used to be more than there are now but there. are there are like two that I can remember right now because I've actually been to their convents and like visited with the sisters.
1: Mm, is it different than compared to the others?
2: It, hmm, sort of. Okay, and then sort of not because it's almost like the structure and institution itself was formulated by European culture. So, mm-hmm. even still, like it doesn't always, it doesn't always feel like a place filled with people of color because the organizational mm. aspect has come from from European and Western mindset.
1: So, I don't want to sound ignorant, ignorant, but is it safe mm-hmm. to say that it may be a little cold switching? Is it such a cold switching religion?
2: uh wait can you tell me what you mean by that
1: so when it comes to you know what call switching is right
2: uh oh okay yes but maybe describe it a little bit because i know that i've heard that and talked about it but i it's been a while
1: so i'm thinking like when it comes to religion especially especially when it comes to um, people of color like
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know we just got that little about us right mm-hmm. so there's <laughs> so So, obviously, like, there's a way that I know you have to uh, carry yourself in a lifestyle, but I just wonder, is it different when it comes from, like, Black women or people of color compared to, like, white women?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that.
1: Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. So, I would say definitely there's code switching because even and I didn't spend like a lot of time in the communities where it was all women of color right Um, but because even then you don't spend all your time in that community like you do a lot of in like you know because when you go out like and serve within the Catholic Church you're not just with your sisters of color you're with all people right and then or when you have conferences and things and you're with other sisters and most of them are white then uh-huh. there is still this like, well, sisters and, you know, Christians and Catholics, like, there's a certain way you should be. Uh-huh. And so, it, yeah, it is. It's like going back and forth between, well, this is who I am and this isn't my community who I can be, but this is uh-huh. how we're expected to be uh-huh. in general. And so then it's just kind of like, yeah, there, it's a back and forth between between that. But it, being a sister of color, in a mostly white community, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. Yeah, when you said the email, I was already. <laughs> but I'm just gonna leave it there respectfully, because <laughs> I don't go against God's people. Because <laughs> I would have felt some type of way, like, <laughs> I was like y'all got me so messed up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's it's something else, but yeah, and but in the end, like I I wanted the sisters to know it wasn't because you know I didn't feel welcome or I you know experienced like over racism or you know on a daily basis. I mean, there was you know
1: not on a daily basis right. on a weekly basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can just see your face now, like you know. yeah
2: we missed some conversation, imagine, but
1: yeah, because mm-hmm. I can just only imagine with you like being a young woman, like you know. I think that, like you were the face mm-hmm. for Black sisters, or when people say when they think of Black sisters. to probably think like like me, like a sister, but like Black sisters mm-hmm. and nuns, mm-hmm. as well as this religious lifestyle being compared to other women that's older and whiter. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine the. What's the word, the word I'm looking for? I can just only imagine what you had to go through doing your journey there, and I don't yeah. think it was all bad. But I do think that when it when it was bad, I think it was. I can only imagine how intense it was for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was. It was like I think the hardest part was my my view of the world, and my view was was the least understood because I was one of the very youngest members and one of the only members of color and so it was like well that's nice but like from our understanding this is you know and and i was like that's not (laughs) it was so hard to get sometimes the community to understand why we couldn't continue going about things like that but Uh it yeah it didn't make sense about white (laughs) what was that (laughs) That sounds about white. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and
1: yeah. I can only imagine how you feel doing Black Lives Matter because you was really out there. Like, I oh. they was like, "What is she
2: doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where did this come from?" Like, who? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think I mean, like I've I heard so such terrible stories from like in the past. You know, back like Martin Luther King Jr. days.
0: Okay. And so
2: it wasn't like, it wasn't the same now as it was then, but it was still like, well, we just don't understand. And I'm like, wh- what don't you understand? <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like, it's so much trying to explain and it's, but it's like a, what we say it's a microcosm of the rest of the world. It's just a smaller, mm. you know, like there's maybe 500 of us but it represents the wider population of like, there's this small population of people trying to say, why don't you get it? We keep trying to tell you. And then the larger population that's like, we we don't have that experience. We don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that you are on your new part in your journey, what are some mm-hmm. things that you are looking forward to?
2: Hmm, That's a really... I like that question. I haven't even considered that for myself. Um, <laughs> right now, you're already
1: like, getting to this bag. You got right. a new phone. You got a car. Your own place.
2: Right. I mean, all I can think of is Destiny's Child. Bills, bills, bills. But uh, <laughs> 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 I, <laughs> I am looking. Yo, for... if we
1: ever meet, <laughs> it's going to be almost cursed. I was going to say. The S
2: word <laughs> I think yeah it will be fine. I really hope that we do get to meet in person one day
1: I do too I do too but yeah. I'm definitely gonna keep you well I always keep in contact with those that I have really good energy with because you know I have other plans for this platform and I definitely want you to be a part of it since your story was able to inspire others and help me build and you just always been like a breath of fresh air, and you also want a God soldier, so <laughs> I gotta have you. Oh my <laughs> gotta have you close by.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I yeah, I love it. I think, and that kind of ties into what I'm looking forward to on my continued journey. It's just like where it's going to go and how how I'm going to. I think what dreams I'm going to pursue now that I'm trying to live intentionally with. Out fear as my driving force. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Have anybody been trying to slide in your D- DMs?
2: Um, about just like to no, say, hey. Oh, yeah, say hey. Yeah, say hey. Not, not yet. <laughs> oh wow! I'm surprised. They be, they be waiting. <laughs> They're like, give her some space. <laughs>
1: right, they're probably scared, though. They know they can't
2: mess with you, child. <laughs> Better watch out. Right, will be scared. <laughs>
1: well, last but not least, is there any advice you could give to any sisters and nuns out there that is contemplating on leaving the religious lifestyle?
2: Hmm. But you can. You and your good questions. Um. Right. I don't
1: Oprah like... on child <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, I love it. Um let's see. I would say, yeah, I would say either way, whether, and I guess even for people in general on the uh, on the brink of trying to make a decision about life is just like you have to do what you know is for you, mm-hmm. no matter what other people are thinking you should do, or be. So mm-hmm. it sometimes it's gonna cost a lot whether you decide mm-hmm. to stay in what you're doing or whether you decide to leave it.
1: Oh, that's a fact. Oh, yeah. what a word.
2: Yeah. But that's a fact. The thing, the actually the image going to the Bible that keeps me on my course is the pearl of great price. And when I knew that that wasn't where I was, that I wasn't feeling like I would leave everything for this, mm. was like, well then what would I give up everything for? And Mm. and religious life wasn't it and so if that you know like what would you give up everything for if it's where you are now then that's then that's okay that that's the place for you and if it's not then it's okay that it's not
1: oh child don't take us to church now that was it right <laughs> too late <laughs> that was it right there you know normally I ask I would ask you to say a prayer but that was it <laughs> and I'm giving you a break amen <laughs> man i really appreciate you was i the first person you had to interview with
2: actually yeah since i have okay yes. way to get in there
1: okay (laughs) i am god's people don't play with me (laughs) y'all well this is actually my first episode back because it was my birthday in february
2: oh happy birthday
1: thank you and i took like a fake vacation and took the whole month off because i needed time to recharge
2: well done so I,
1: yes i'm super excited she was the first person i spoke to yes. always excited to speak to you
2: uh yeah i loved and my birthday was in january so we we're both doing some celebrating this year oh happy birthday, yeah. well, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you
1: <laughs> yes yes well if y'all have any questions comments or concerns or you want to just say hey girl hey please make sure to email me at hello at the PhD podcast.com and sister as always it is such a pleasure to speak to you and Thank until you. next time everyone
2: later <laughs>
0: bye <laughs> in the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs there's no room to fake it every pass shot and dribble is immediately consequential the playoffs are the time for the real real stakes real emotions Real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue.
1: AT&T connects
2: an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream.